Hello everyone, this is Justin and welcome to the Washed Athlete Podcast. Before we start, I just wanted to let everyone know that unfortunately, when we were going through some post-recording stuff, my video got cut out, Andres' audio was super low, and there was parts that got muted and disrupted. We don't really know what happened with this, but since we're talking about a very important topic in politics today and human rights issues going on in the country, I felt that it was best to just work with what we got work around the issues, keep my audio, delete the video, just leave Andres in and cut out some sections that were disrupted. Again, sorry about this. We're going to look into it in the future. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please drop a like, subscribe, comment. It really helps us out a lot. This is a very important topic. So sit back and hopefully you can enjoy us talking about these issues and just hearing our thoughts. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to the Washed Athlete Podcast. This is episode number 22, which means that Taylor Swift's very famous song, 22, finally applies to our podcast. It's been a great time uh, recording with everybody. And uh going to start this off a little bit differently than most episodes, uh, just because a lot has been going on uh, in this country, unfortunately, over the past couple, I don't know, maybe a week, probably less than that at this point. And uh, we really just wanted to kind of get together and talk about what was going on. Uh, we really don't want to make this like shift into a political podcast or uh, want to draw this along party lines or anything. We really just want to come across with our opinions and kind of just talk about what's going on right now, because we'd be remiss to just kind of like ignore it because, you know, we are like, all 20 something year olds uh, living in the United States. And it's really important for what's going on right now, because a lot of people that we know are being affected by this. And uh, yeah, so one of the uh, most important things that has happened recently is that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, which was probably a sentence that I never thought I would ever say in my life, because I hadn't even thought about Roe v. Wade after what was that freshman year history class or is that sophomore yeah. year history class like us it was like oh yeah that's a thing all right and it's never going to change from there but it has been overturned and i'm kind of at a loss for words myself um i don't really know what to say at this point um so if anybody wants to kind of get it started because i really don't know where to go yeah so what's interesting is I, I would never think it would have been overturned because I remember a girlfriend texting me being like, I can't believe like that this because a draft had yeah. gotten released months ago saying, hey, like pretty much preparing a, like a, a draft of a preparation for saying that it got overturned. And I remember my girlfriend saying like, oh, hey, like this is super scary. And I was like, honestly, like I, I, I was under the belief that this draft was released to like scare the public. And I was like, there's yeah, I didn't think there was much of a chance that it would yeah. get overturned. So I was pretty much. I guess being a little naive, but I was like, it's probably just a political move to get the public in an uproar. It's not going to happen. There'd be no reason for them to overturn it. That would be really stupid. And it got overturned. And I would say I'm very shocked, but I'm also not, especially given the last year or so of this country. I'm not shocked that it got overturned at the end of the day, although the, the decision they came to is shocking itself. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's very disappointing because this is a law that's going to hurt way more people because it doesn't help anyone. The only people it helps are people's like conscious, I guess, or their like religious morals. It doesn't save any lives, I guess, besides babies, but that's like a whole different, like that's a whole can, whole of worms different, whole can like, of worms. Yeah. It, yeah. it, 
only hurts people and it does not help people. And that's just very disappointing. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it did happen. Um, It does make sense, though, because there have been, uh, well, Trump, while in office, was able to appoint three Supreme Court justices, um, all three of whom voted for, uh, um, in favor to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, and they're, I would say they're like far right, um, justices. So, um, they have those views and I guess decided to, that this would be a good idea. Um, I can't honestly believe that this, like, it's, it's just difficult to believe that this is actually happening and it's going to be impacting, um, like women all, all across the country. Um, I mean, there's different like different states are getting impacted even uh, faster than other ones like i know like i'm from louisiana and although a judge has um put a um what i want to say that a judge in louisiana blocked um this from being put like the uh trigger law from being put into effect um despite that in louisiana they're setting it up so that um even if you are raped or it is incest you're still can be criminally charged Alabama, which I just think is absolutely ridiculous. yeah, and Alabama's already like that. Like they've not even like uh, they have it in motion. Like I'm pretty sure it's already state law that that's the yeah. case. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the um, in particular, the one the group that um, of women that I would be most concerned for is women that live in those states but don't have the like financial wherewithal to. Be able to travel to another state and then uh, the federal, i mean the federal government could just crack down in general on uh people traveling to different states to get an abortion i don't know what they how they would do that or if they're already trying to take steps to do that maybe people like clarence thomas would try to do something like that he probably would i think he's an awful person um and it's disappointing that he's a black man on the supreme court um uh, one of two ever it's really disappointing but um it's, it's, I just don't um, think that they're taking into consideration that there's not like universal health care. People that are voting for to stop abortion aren't going to be voting for universal health care to help the children once, to help the child once it's born. They're most likely not going to be helping the child out or putting, trying to vote or put any laws in place to help the children um, if they do live in poverty. So the people that can't like afford to go to another state because if you live in Louisiana, it's not like you can just drive over to Mississippi and you'll be okay because you know Mississippi you know accepts abortion. They don't, so you're gonna have to most likely travel um, to the northeast or to pro- I guess far out. You'd west. probably be talking about like North Carolina, Maryland, like getting up that Maryland, high. Yeah. And that's going to be extremely expensive. And that's also, I'm assuming, not taking into consideration, um, I mean, the cost of the actual uh, process, yeah. Of, for, yeah, of the abortion if you don't have, like, you know, proper insurance. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous that there's, there's a lot of things that people aren't necessarily taking into consideration. Um, and maybe the Supreme Court justices were taking this into consideration and just are. Um, Heartless and soulless, like peace. But um, yeah, I think that um, I mean the oldest Supreme Court justice 
is uh, 74 years old. That's Clarence Thomas. But the thing that sucks for our generation is that these people are going to be put in place, or they're put in place until they um, die or, I guess, retire. Um, but three of the people that were appointed in this line, um, by Trump um, while in office, the oldest person is 57 years old. So it's highly likely that they'll, not, they won't die while they're, um, you know, for the foreseeable future. So there's, it's likely that um, laws will be put in place um, or will be like, um, I guess they'll try to overturn stuff um, like down, like down the road. That's absolutely terrible. Uh, and I, I think that as like five, like five of us as our, like our primary job, um, I feel like should be to try to um, first listen to you know, women about what they, like their thoughts on it, because we don't have to, um, necessarily, we don't have, we don't have the ability to, you know, bear children. We're not going to be the ones that are getting put through, uh, like this, um, as women are. So I think our first step should be to think about what the marginalized group, um, is going like through and then try to like raise awareness by posting stuff on social media going to protest and things along those lines. If, I mean, obviously if you believe that this is wrong, I'm assuming we all can agree yes, yes. on that at bare minimum, but um, I think that we should listen to what the marginalized group has to say and then um, act accordingly to try to help as best as we can. Going off of what you said, Justin, I found out in a similar way about this whole like Roe v. Wade situation. Like, I remember uh, whenever the script got leaked i remember my girlfriend texted me she's like did you see that and i was like reading into it i'm like there's no way like the supreme court would ever like overrule it I'm like it's it's like it's just like it's kind of like you know law of the land like it feels it, like common sense yeah, like, overturn yeah. It. it's just common sense like why would they ever overturn it and i also it's got like, a we're text just, like we're past that point almost it's like that's yeah. history like we're on the bigger and better things like, I would expect to write an A-push FRQ or something on this at that exactly. point. Like, I would never have thought in a million years this thing would have gotten overturned. And then I remember on Friday, I get a text from my girlfriend, and she goes, hey, did you just see what happened? I go, I was like, wait, what happened? And then it's like, Roe v. Wade got overturned. And I was like, and then I like started looking into it. I'm like, looking at, like, the justice voting, and it was 6-3. Like, and it just, honestly, it just goes to show the lasting impacts of uh, President Trump's packing the courts and everything. And, like, in my opinion, like, I was. I remember. I saw a TikTok on this. It was saying that one of the justices, I think Gorsuch, um, it was at that time. I think uh, Justice Scalia. I think that was when Obama was still in office, and they were trying to replace him with the Democratic uh, nominee. But at the time, Republicans were arguing that um, it's an election year. You can't do that. And that then, so you know, they abided, and they decided, and then Trump won, and he appointed Gorsuch. Come now to 2020, when um, re-elections happen, Amy Coney Barrett say it got uh, the nominations, or not even nominations, she got appointed the same year during an election year. And it just goes to show like, it's how messy in po like, politics this honestly is. And it's just the lasting impact. And you would also think Amy Coney Barrett, I don't even know how to say it, I don't even know it, but <laughs> it just goes to show like, you're a woman on the Supreme Court, yet you're in favor of like, giving up like certain rights of your body and like your choice mm -hmm. and it, it just confuses me like even like like 
I get you have your conservative views and everything, but at the same time, I don't, I, I feel like she should know the impacts of what this decision would make, but like, it just seems like she does it because she's giving up some of her rights and I don't think she like realizes it. And it's well, how, just old, like, how old is she? Is she postmenopausal? Like this is, she's, um, I'm, I'm, right she's she either, on, is 50 yeah, years she's old either postmenopausal during or going through close, menopause yeah. or not mm. going to be able to buy, bear a child. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just crazy to see like all these Supreme Court justices who are in their fifties or above. I think I don't even know the age of the youngest. I want to say late forties, fifties. But it's like, how are we going to let these fifty-year-old plus justices like dictate how our future goes when it's not going to affect them in the future? It's going to affect our generation. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I'd rather not have a bunch of like boomers. So, so speak, like, yeah. dictate how our future goes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very good shout, by the way. Um, the thing about um, uh, what Scalia mm-hmm. and uh, Amy Coney Barrett, that was, I wasn't even thinking and, about that. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's a complete, total double standard. I just don't think that. Um, I think that if one side is going to do that, and you really want to um, create change, I don't know how much of like trying to, I guess, let them see your point of view. I don't know how much you can try to do that before things can get to an extreme point where you need to just like, I guess, um, suck it up and then just have it like, you know, be like, we need to do like, we hold people, account- I guess, hold people accountable. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say now. Well, yeah. It's Washington. I don't think there's accountability for anyone on Capitol Hill or anywhere. I'm not necessarily saying it like that. I, I, know, I know what you mean, but I, at this point in time, I'm not going to hold anyone in Washington accountable for anything with everything going on. Yeah, Andres, let's shoot it to you because you haven't spoken yet. Yeah. I was going to say, Jacob brought up a great point earlier in that um, how all these Supreme Court justices and whoever's pro-life will preach that they're quote-unquote pro-life but these kids once they're born um like for example kids that are born in poverty they're not supported because these same people that are quote-unquote pro-life are against welfare and anything that will help these kids so they'll let them be born into horrible circumstances but they preach their pro-life but and like what does that matter if it's such bad conditions anyways like it's like it's it's such a hypocritical thing to say that you're pro-life with these kids being born in such poor conditions it, it's like if you're if you're pro-life at least support the like make sure that these kids actually get a good life it's it's just it's just it's, it's a big hypocrisy yeah and um no and i don't like it's just such a bad thing because the big issue here is that like i said they preach their pro-life but and they want to stop abortions but the fact of the matter is that um more abortions are going to happen with this, whether you like it or not, they'll continue to happen and they'll only happen in more unsafe ways. And it's just, it's worse for everybody. That, that, that's all it is. It's worse for everybody. And personally, I believe that nobody, everyone like is entitled to their own choice. Nobody should dictate anybody else's body or choice. It's just, especially if you have a male reproductive organ and you don't have a uterus, I don't think you should really be having the final say on this matter when you're not the one that's going to have to deal with all these health effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, 
Oh, I was going to say, I forget. Um, it, I mean, it's a downstream effect for anybody in poverty. It impacts them more. People, It's like just basic logic and stats. People who don't have money are more likely to not use protection. They're more likely to get pregnant. They're less likely to buy things like Plan B, which can get rid of really early stage pregnancy or just like not even pregnancy, just block it from happening. And then they're more likely to seek an abortion because they can't bring a baby into the world without undergoing financial burden. And let's be honest, our adoption system sucks. It's awful. So it's not like that's an option. And for people in poverty, they might be working jobs like being a waitress. And when you're a waitress, you can't be pregnant because you're on your feet all day and you might lose time with work and you carry the risk of having a baby. So it's very expensive. And abortions are not going to be cheap, but at least that's something you could get to stop the long-term process. And we'll make... I think we'll make it clear before we go any further. All of us on this podcast know that Roe v. Wade is giving the rights to the states, but we're also saying that that should not have been an option because at at the federal level, it should be just like, let people have abortions. It's not hurting the other side. And that's, what's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Like I have no problem if someone who is pro-life decides they don't want to hang out with people who get abortions because they feel like that's morally wrong. Go do you. You don't need to hang out with me. You don't need to hang out with somebody else who, got an abortion if you view that's wrong because no one mandates who you have to hang out with in your life mm-hmm. but the problem is they're restricting people's rights yeah. to take care of a situation which and we haven't even gotten into medical emergencies um that require an abortion and people will say it's awful but we're talking about kids who have down syndrome or early signs of tay-sachs and whatnot it's like is it worth it because we don't have service it doesn't matter we don't have good special education services like that's that's there. We don't have good adoption services. So we have so much more infrastructure that we need to build out before we get to abortions. If you want to come back to me, I mean, it's our, you can't come back to me now. It already been overturned. But if you came back to me in 30 years and said, hey, Justin, we improved the adoption system. We improved welfare. We improved special education programs. For these reasons, our uh, maternal death rate is way down because we improved health care. We want to ban abortions. You can have a different conversation. But there's so many other issues in there. And we're not there's a really popular post going around where not, no one's in favor of killing like six month old babies in the womb. Like that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about taking a full size, like grown baby and killing it. It's not like yeah. we're talking about clusters of cells, like barely formed fetuses. Like that's yeah. the kind of abortion level we're talking about. We're not talking about just extracting an eight, seven, six pound human and mm-hmm. just like slicing their throat. And that's what it feels like you're getting from the pro-life side is that we're just killing babies, which is yeah simply not the case like go look up the developmental track for babies and fetuses like they start off as 100 cells yeah 100 cells you can't even see i think yeah justin you're you're bringing up a great point there um especially with how roe v wade it was overturned to give the rights back to the states yes and i am uh, an advocate obviously for smaller government and really just giving as much rights to smaller government or to the smaller governments because they understand what local municipalities understand it better it's a community-wide thing whatever but the reason why the federal government exists is to make sure that the fundamental human rights of everybody in the united states are equal there are some smaller differences that are changed between state to state just because of like whatever, because it wouldn't make sense for there to be the exact same laws across every single state. It just, it's not realistic because this country is, I think the second or third largest by landmass and one of the largest by population. It doesn't make sense to have one law for the entire country. Like obviously there should be smaller things to change, 
But when it comes to the government stepping into things like marriages, things like the doctors, like the, the uh, medical field, that's where it starts to get a little bit fuzzy because if you're trying to remove fundamental rights from the people, that is exactly the opposite of what the founding fathers intended. So if people always want to go to, well, it doesn't say it in the constitution, so it doesn't matter. Yes, that is absolutely true. But the reason why this country's foundation was written in paper and not set in stone is because they understood that the rights, the needs, and the values of this country would change over time. All right. Now, you can argue whether they were good people or not, the Founding Fathers. Be my guest. That doesn't bother me. But they did understand that this country would not stay stagnant and this country would change. So just because it doesn't say it in the Constitution doesn't mean that it shouldn't be in the Constitution. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, it doesn't matter, okay? It's a fundamental human right to have complete autonomy over your body and having the choice. And going along with what Justin said, it's not about the people on the side that are pro-choice are saying, we want to kill babies. It's about giving the option. It is the bare minimum. Because at the end of the day, if you take away that choice entirely, then all of the exceptions that people are willing to make go away. Things like medical emergencies, things like rape, things like, like anything that you could possibly think of, all those exceptions are gone. You can't even have that discussion because you can't even have that discussion in states that are just saying, well, well we're going to ban it. It's like, well, what happens then? Yeah. And then you're going to shove kids into the foster care system that's been completely neglected since its creation, essentially, where money's being allocated everywhere else, but being put to support the kids that are unfortunately not put in great situations that a lot of people can't have like much control over. And then they're just bounced around this foster care system. The abuse rate in foster care systems is insanely high. Suicide rates are insane. And of course, there's no money being put into any of this. There's no care because it's, oh, well, the Bible says this, so we can't have any of that. It's like, that's not the point. Not to mention separation of church and state, like period. End of story. Like I consider myself a Christian myself. But there needs to be a separation between church and state, period. You can have your own religious beliefs. You cannot allow them to come into the government, period. End of story. Does not matter. All right. I don't care. I don't care how religious you are, how much you are a Bible-thumping, Walmart speech-having. Like, I don't care. All right. I'm Christian. All right. And I'm pro-choice. You can do that. You can be both. It's okay. Because, guys... It's not like the entire political spectrum is split into one side or the other. You can have different opinions. It's okay. And that's why this is so important because as my girlfriend actually explained to me that the terrifying part about this is the reason why Roe v. Wade was even put into place is on the foundations that um, same-sex marriage and interracial marriage are on. It's about privacy. It's about not letting the government interfere with your personal needs. So now it's a very, very slippery slope if Roe v. Wade was overturned that those two were the foundations of. Now there could be a call to overturn gay marriage and possibly overturn interracial marriage, which would be absolutely insane. And I would say that that would never happen except for the fact that a Texas senator did call for them to look at Brown versus Board of Education. 
And for those of you who uh, don't remember that or haven't learned that yet in school, Brown versus Board of Education overturned the Plessy versus Ferguson decision. The Plessy versus Ferguson decision was in 1896, I believe. Uh, and that was the separate but equal clause that divided racial... 1896. 1896, let's go. Um, <laughs> so... That divided race uh, and basically said that as long as the facilities are equal, you can segregate people. And that was given to the states. And that was then overturned by Brown versus Board of Education saying, hey, you can't be racist. Sorry. It's not allowed. So now that I am still holding out hope that that was a sarcastic remark that he was actually calling to repeal Board of versus Brown of Education, but I don't know anymore. I really don't, and I, I just don't know what is happening in this country, how we're going backwards instead of forwards. I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't think that was sarcastic at all. When I saw that, I, was, I, I looked him up, senator from Texas, hardcore Republican, and I, not all conservatives are like that. I understand that, but it's just crazy. Also, I'm pretty sure he's like in his 60s or 70s. So once yeah. again, we got a 60 and 70 year old white male trying to dictate something for a generation that he's not going to be seeing in the foreseeable future. And it's just like, I can't believe people think that. Like, he wants to bring back segregation. I, I hope that he's just ignorant enough that he's only saying that because obviously he's like a pro-lifer and is just equating those being good decisions and pro-life being good, but I, I don't even know. I just, I, that's just a hope. I, that's just, I just think he's ignorant. I, I don't like this guy at all. I disagree with every one of his beliefs, but I don't even know. Dude, anymore, the worst part was it was a response to Obama's tweet. Yeah. I know. It, like, it's just, it's awful. No, uh, so I actually have a few things to say after what Peter, you just said. I am also, uh, Christian, but I am pro-choice. Um, so you're not the only one, and you're, we're definitely not going to be the only people that yeah. that. Um, um, one thing that won't happen, there's no way there will be um, like a stop to interracial marriage because Clarence Thomas is actually married to a white woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, thank so God. He will, so I would he wouldn't want that to get yeah, I believe he wouldn't want that to get um, like like reversed because then you know, I guess he's gonna have to like divorce his wife or something along those lines. But um, I think it's I mean it's just wild because he's also probably gonna just pick and choose what things he wants to uh, overturn, um, put laws in place that are just awful. Um, but I guess just for his personal situation would not be would not affect him. Um, Shoot, there's one other thing I want to say. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of the comments that we're seeing, I think it's because when um, Trump hit the political scene, he was, uh, like, I mean, in my lifetime, I haven't seen anybody that's been as, like, unfiltered in the political sphere as Trump. This is straight up divisive. Yeah, I, yeah that's, yeah. The, that's well, I think. I think that after he um, hit the political sphere and was saying, basically anything and everything that would come to his mind, it made um, all these people that are now coming out and saying and doing absolutely like wild and racist and sexist, homophobic, uh, you name it, 
uh, stuff, they're um, now emboldened to like start saying that because now somebody from the top, so to speak, is um, has said it before. So they're now like, okay, and we have this entire base of people that they might have not been saying before this guy got around, but after this guy got around, they feel these ways. They like, they felt this way, and now they aren't afraid to say and do absolutely heinous things. Um, so I think that Trump... No, what you're saying is exactly what I was thinking. Like, I know, like, the Supreme Court's, like, they have they have cases come on their desk. They're like a court. They have cases come on their desk. So I understand, like, they didn't just start, like, going on a spree right after Roe v. Wade was overturned. But, like, the next domino you see falls. Like, suddenly it's, like, a big deal. Like, prayer is now allowed to be in school, which is absolutely, again, ridiculous. Because, you know, like... I'm just going to call it how it is. The states that are going to love this are your Southern states. And what you're going to essentially do is you're going to like push a whole group of people who are not Catholic or Christian. And you're just going to like make them follow like prayer in the morning that they don't believe in. Like if you're like, if you're like a Muslim living in like Alabama, you're probably gonna have teachers starting to like say like some Catholic Christian prayers and you're just going to push a group to the side. And it's disappointing. And people now feel like empowered to like make decisions, catch headlines, and yeah, it just sucks. Um, I hope other things aren't going to be overturned, like gay marriage. I I'm going to err on the side of I don't think they will be, but we're going to have to. It's going to be a while until this yeah. like ro- like till we can maybe have a shot to put Roe v. Wade back in effect again. And I understand where people I understand where people on the right are saying like hey, or just pro life in general are saying hey. We're giving it up to the states, but you really expect there your federal government to protect people, which is disappointing. Um, and they can say it's unconstitutional. It should be left to the states all they want. But, you know, sometimes you need to go off the Constitution, go away from the Constitution for a little bit, start making decisions that protect people. You're Like I said in the beginning, you're only hurting people by making this decision. Um, that's just sad. Um, and I think if we don't have anything else to say on this case, we're going to kind of talk about school shootings because a very common thing that's been out there right now is these pro-life people about like talking about abortion are also in favor of keeping guns in schools not even not even schools just with all the school shootings are in favor of keeping guns not restricting gun rights and it's just extremely disappointing i don't 100 percent agree with like the oh like if you believe if you believe in abort uh if you believe that abortion should be banned, then you should also believe that guns should be banned. Like I'm not hundred percent subscribed to that philosophy because it's two different things, but right. there is a correlation between that people pro-life does not seem to care about the shootings that are happening in schools, but they seem to really care about the fact that other people are making decisions for themselves. Um, I know Raj has some thoughts on this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've seen this probably like 25 times on TikTok. Uh, so the former White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, if anyone remembers who she was from, like, you know, I think she was memed on SNL a couple of times for some, like, stupid stuff she was saying about Trump and, like, the... yeah, basically. But uh, she's running for governor of Arkansas, and she said, end quote, we will make sure that when a kid is in the womb, they're as safe as they are in the classroom. And basically what that means is she's promising that She's promising pro-life, but at the same time, she's promising gun control in a sense by keeping children safe in classrooms. 
And based off conservative ideologies, those are kind of two conflicting points right there, Mm -hmm. which is just like, it goes back to the whole thing with pro-life and gun control, like pick a side. Like I, it's just so like, I wouldn't say it's a double standard. It's more of a, like, are they being, what are they being pro-life for? Just for babies to be born, but keep guns around so they can get gunned down while learning math in school. Like it just doesn't make sense. She's saying well, yeah. she is saying she is saying in that quote that you just said that she wants to protect kids in school. So she is, pro, I guess, pro life on both fronts. But mm-hmm. in terms of wow. party, in terms of party lines, they don't line up. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. And also, like keeping kids safe in school. Obviously, no one wants to see kids harmed in school. But it's like she's also going against kind of her party's ideologies about gun control because how the way to keep kids safe in school from these mass shootings, especially what happened in Texas is about yeah. controlling how people get those guns. And I haven't read into the recent, uh, forget what school was. was. It wasn't Parkland, was it? The one in Texas? Uvalde? Uvalde yeah, yeah, Uvalde, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when that happened, um, I don't know the whole details. I didn't really read too deep into it, but I don't know how the gunman acquired his weapons. But if I someone could fact check me on this, because I'm not like saying he acquired it from an actual shop or anything, but... If he did were to acquire those weapons from the shop, how did he pass his background checks? How did I be- he manage? I believe he was he was eighteen years old, and I believe when he turned eighteen, he went right to the gun shop and bought guns. And they just yeah. sold it to him. Like it just goes to show. Like uh, the one thing that's always confused me about gun control is it's yes, it's a Second Amendment right to bear arms, but the thing is, at the time, the I yeah, at the time, the guns they had were muskets. Yeah, and those took. Peter probably knows this really well. Like those took what, like minutes to reload. Yeah. So, uh, especially with uh, this uh, issue with gun control, it's it doesn't make sense based on the logic that's already been presented, because in again, and uh, we have been kind of saying like Republican right wing uh, all that, and I will eventually get to some point about how the left and the Democratic Party are not scot free from all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they also big time but um especially with gun control and everything it's it is a fundamental right in the constitution right it is but and that's their argument is that it says it in the constitution it's it's there you can't touch it but then they also want to remove a basic human right away from somebody else and say you can't have that it should be up to the states to decide whether you can do that or not so in one case, they want to say that you're not allowed to uh, kill, in the argument, a child. Um, obviously, you can argue whether or not that it's a child based on like whatever time frame. But when it comes to guns, there's no option to even regulate at all, which doesn't make any sense because it's like, if you want to do this for one thing, why is it then okay to kill somebody with a gun? But it just it doesn't make sense because it should be for both of them that, yes, you can't initially just remove the right entirely, but you can make a lot of exceptions, a lot of regulations around it to make sure that it's like it's safer for everybody. And like it's harder to get your hands on this. It's it's like a last resort. That's the entire point Mm -hmm. of both of these things. It's like obviously no one wants people to go around shooting other people and no one wants babies to get murdered. But unfortunately, people are assaulted. And they need something to protect themselves. And 
some women are raped and need, and they don't want to bear the child of their rapist. Those are both exceptions, but now one can't happen because, oh, well, it doesn't say in the constitution. Well, who gives a shit if it's in the constitution or not? It's a fundamental human right. That's what our country was founded on is giving the people the fundamental rights to live their lives the way they want to. It's not impacting anybody else. It's their choice. It's their, it's their choice to bear arms, just like it's their choice to have an abortion. It's a choice. It's a last resort. It's not something that we like doing, but it's an, an unfortunate reality. Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, going back to, like, you know, this country's, like, its basis we found on people can choose what they want to do and stuff. I remember, like, back in, like, before everything, like, you know, started happening with this political landscape, I remember maybe, like, in the early 2000s, and people from other, especially from, like, India and, like, a lot of Asian countries that were underdeveloped at the time, they would have, like, loved to have the opportunity to come to the U.S. and stuff. And here we are, all of us 20 years old. It's 2022. And those same people from those, like, foreign countries, they're laughing at us. Like, we are honestly the laughing stock of the world right now with everything going on. And it's just, like, it's kind of crazy to see, like, it's a fall from grace in a sense. Because we, we used to be a country where people came here for opportunities. I, I know my parents, they came here to give me opportunities and my sister. Now here we are. We're in a country where every other country is laughing at us. And they said they'd rather just stay where they are than go to the U.S. Because it's just, it doesn't seem like there's opportunity here anymore because of everything going on. And again, everything, a lot of stuff that is happening is hurting minority groups, hurting people who don't have money. It doesn't, it's like being 100% honest, it's not going to change my life a lot. Middle class white male, like I have a lot of opportunity, a lot of like leeway and resources to my disposal, but people inner city, poverty, immigrants, this is what it hurts the most. It hurts the people who are on the streets, get into gang violence with gun rights, like that, that hurts them. Abortion hurts people in poverty who don't have money for stuff like protection um, or are at a higher risk of having a birth defect. Like it all affects that. So that's the worst part is you're affecting people that already need the extra help. And it's just disappointing. It's really disappointing. Um, you don't ever... Especially for school shootings, you don't you don't ever think it's going to be like your school until it is your school. But at the end of the day, it should never be your school. And some people are like, "Oh, arm the teachers!" Like, that's absolutely not. not. Like, that's my not. mom, my mom is a teacher, and I could like, it's not the option. Like, you, you go to school and expect your kid to be safe, and obviously, you'll never be able to stop it a hundred percent because people black market people will make their own guns like at home and whatnot. But you can do your best to restrict it. No one. I, this is the biggest problem. No one is saying that we are going to overturn the Second Amendment and that guns will be outright banned in the country. Like, that's just not, that's no not, sane, we're talking. No, like, actual, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. argument is that, yes. Yeah, like, people are saying we need to restrict these things. We need to put rules on them. Why, yeah. can you, why can't you rent a car until you're 25, but you can buy a gun when you're 18? Like, that's a really good question. Um, things like that we're bringing up. And it, again, it's just, it's a super disappointing because you have these two sides of the perspective where you're taking a rights away from, like, I think women make up like 52, 53% of our population. You're taking yep. rights away from more, like, more of our population and you're saying, hey, we don't want to restrict any, we don't want to restrict any access, not even rights, access yeah. to guns. And it's really disappointing. I know um, Biden posted a little bit ago that they have some like bipartisan like gun yes. stuff in, which is going to help. It Like it looks good i don't know like what like i don't know if it's already signed into place mm -hmm. but always a little bit more and hopefully we can make progress i am 
confident that 10, 15 years down the line, we start turning over a little bit more and moving in the right direction that I think more reflects like our age, which like, it's crazy to say it now, but our age is like the age that's going to enter the workforce soon and start like going on that level. So I hope that change is coming in the future. But for right now, it just feels like one giant step back and guns are super frustrating because just mowing people down at schools, especially when you talk about things like ARs and whatnot being allowed. And it's like, you can take people down. I mean, the, the person in Vegas who shot down on a bunch, like a concert or something, he was literally posted up in a hotel window and just spray fire. He didn't need to have any accuracy. He didn't need reload time. Like, there was nothing anyone could do except ban guns. Um, I mean, I don't think that it would be even possible to ban all guns and then like have all the guns be collected. I don't think that that's just definitely not. Yeah, not possible. And wouldn't happen. States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not calling for all guns to be banned because I understand that that's just an outlandish like. Like point of view, um, and just unrealistic. But um, the Buffalo shooting, the murderer drove 200 miles to a place that was um, intentionally drove to a place that had uh, a high population of black people. And Open P got out the car, streamed it on Twitch, which was at, was absolutely wild to think that. Uh, one, that Twitch would, I guess, allow that on their platform, and two, that he would be as bold to do something like that. But um, just went, it went into the store and was just shooting people with an AR-15. And he's what? I think he was around 20, 21, something He was like our, our age again. Yeah, young job. kid. In full tactical gear. Like, I just don't get why people will try to continue to... Like, I don't think anybody needs to have an AR-15 in the United States, right? Like, I don't think unless you're going to be used... Like, I don't... Like, I could be wrong. I just don't personally... <laughs> I can't find a use I would use for, you know, an AR-15. Assault in the I name. Don't, I don't go to a shooting range or anything like that. I don't... I would never use an AR-15 unless I'm going to be joining the military or something along those lines. So I can't believe um, that somebody would be able to purchase that gun at that young of an age um, and then would drive 200 miles to just kill people and just because he didn't want the, the white race to be like eliminated or not be the most powerful, all that. So um, like, I just don't, I can't. Like, I don't think that all guns should be banned because I don't think it's a realistic point of view. I try to be um, somewhat realistic with my views. Um, I just don't, like, I can't, re- like, just comprehend why somebody should be, like, needs to have an AR-15 um, and guns of that, like, I guess, same, like, caliber or whatever. Like, it's just, it just blows my mind. And I it's ridiculous to keep on, like, seeing... Um, people like getting shot, mass shootings, and then nothing really happens because people are too afraid of what the NRA is going to do. So, like, I, like all these, all the people that are pro, um, I guess, pro Second Amendment, like, st- like hardcore pro Second Amendment, when they see something like that, like a mass shooting happen, whether it be in Buffalo, whether, whether it be in Uvalde, it's just, I can't. Like that, I I don't even want to hear from them because if they really felt, I feel like if, if, for me personally, if they felt um, 
bad or any remorse, they would want to, you know, change their opinions and then possibly create change. I mean, Steve Kerr actually put it pretty well. Remember, Justin, you also posted this. Yeah. He was getting sick and tired of having to go up to the podium um, and comment on a shooting that happened, whether it be like in California or just like another place, like other places across the country, because it's absolutely ridiculous. So that's happened way too many times for nothing to have been changed. Yeah, it's like, why is it that there's they're overturning abortion, like the right to get an abortion, but they're keeping in place laws that like to like make it easy to get like there there's doesn't seem like it's that difficult yeah. to get guns especially guns that are like AR15s like that's not something people should have uh, in my opinion yeah. it is it is baffling to think that all of us cuz we don't have any legal trouble we're all 20 years old it is crazy to think that we could probably all get some pretty serious firearms if we wanted to within like a month or so and that's yeah. just crazy for me to think as someone who's never wanted to own a firearm who doesn't ever plan to own one it's crazy to think that it would be so accessible for me to get because again i simply cannot comprehend why you need one i felt like the second amendment was put into place by the founding fathers to protect yourself it was troubling times we came over seas even though it's completely racist there's a lot of native americans and that was on a lot of people's minds um the british like with the world war like not the world war revolutionary war like it was a very troubling time people did not know it's what they needed to feel they felt like they needed to protect themselves and now it's like, I don't really hear many stories of people being like, oh, thank God I had my AR at my house or else I wouldn't have been able to fight off the person that was breaking into my home. Like guns are being used way more as an offensive than they are as a defensive. And that's just upsetting. And yeah, it's just, ugh, it's it's baffling to me because the logic doesn't line up and you know they're just doing it because I think a lot of people are doing it because of party lines. A lot of Republicans yep. are a lot of Republicans are saying, hey, we're not taking gun rights away. We're not going to restrict access because they're concerned about getting elected. And yeah. it's really it's really disappointing because you would think they want to do what's better for um, the people and helping people. I don't see like I don't know where the harm is in restricting gun rights and making it harder for people to get guns and limiting the severity of guns that can be purchased or not There's, even. It's not even about restricting them. It's literally about just doing your due diligence. Like, should this person have a firearm or not? It's yes. like, it's exactly. not even about that. It's literally just, hey, does this person have mental illness, a criminal record, anything that is a red flag that's like, hey, you probably shouldn't have a gun. Like, it's just, it's common sense. And that's what a lot yeah, of, it's, and, yeah. And, why, and why, why, not a, why not a form? Why do you want to own a gun? Someone yeah. puts to protect myself and my family. Okay, cool. We can offer you these guns. We can offer you a shotgun, a pistol, weapons that have limited fire rates. That so if you decide to go walk up into a grocery store, you know what? You're going to need to reload. And during a time you need to reload, someone might be able to take you down. Because like shootings are going to happen. Like crimes are going to happen where people die. And that's just going to be like the reality of the situation. But you can limit how many of those people die. So it's yeah. like, I just like, cannot comprehend like why someone would walk into a gun store and need to buy a weapon that shoots 50 rounds in. 30 seconds like that's insane yeah. like does anyone have a reason like can anyone name a reason off the top of the head right now to own an ar-15 and armed forces don't count because they're trained yeah. to handle these situations like, and the, the, the argument behind it is so stupid like look you can have whatever stance you can own a firearm handgun like that's that's your belief but an ar i'm sorry i don't see the other side because the argument behind that is that okay but 
we need that because what if the government attacks us? We need all the way we defend. Them. <laughs> if the government attacks you, you are screwed. They have <laughs> I'm sorry, an AR-15 won't do anything. You're done, so though. There's nothing. no need. There is absolutely no need to have a weapon that literally has assault in the name. It's it's. They'll shock it's, me so with my COVID no vaccine there's tracker. No They'll just be a little shock. <laughs> yeah. And I will just to make sure. Uh, the AR in AR-15 does not stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite. Yeah, it's just a very unfortunate, uh, like, that it lines up exactly with assault rifle. But it, it actually, it, I know, it actually doesn't. But it's still the same thing. It's, there's really no. Yeah, yeah it just, it's, just, it's just baffling. Like, because if it's for defense, I'm pretty sure a handgun can do the same damage as an AR against one attacker. Yeah. And, odds, is... and odds are simply going to tell you it's unlikely an attacker like breaking into your home or something is either going to A, have a gun or B, have a gun that is equally like equally. It's not like someone that's going to break into your home with an AR. And I just like I, you can go look at the numbers. I don't think like the amount of people breaking into your homes is like that much. Like I never heard someone's home getting broken into while people are there. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have like the police for. Yeah. And like, I can't find- you don't. You don't hear people banging down someone's door with an AR to, you know, rob them. That's You hear the SWAT teams doing that. And even SWAT teams pull up with, like, I don't know, shotguns or something. Like, I don't think they pull up with AR-15s for close quarters. No, because it's not, it's not precise. It's, like, they're used for, like, it's most beneficial for people who don't know how to shoot precisely and want to cause as much damage as possible. Like, that's the purpose behind assault rifle. Like, sniper rifles are super precise, but, like, it requires more talent and more aim. But if you hit, you can get, like, you can hit them from far away. Like, AR is literally, like, you can just hold the trigger and just, like, go back and forth. And that's that's why people, that's, like, why law enforcement doesn't, doesn't use them part of the, most of the time. Unless they're, like, outside, like, on the streets and stuff. I don't know. I just see so many situations of guns being used as offensive. And I really would like to know, like, some statistics about people using them as defensive. Like, Kyle Rittenhouse took the streets with an AR. He wasn't playing any defense. There's no, he wasn't defending anything. He went out into the street with a gun during a riot. Like that's, I'm not saying his initial, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not saying his initial intent was to be offensive, but it was not for him to play defense. If it was for defense, he could have sat on his porch with a gun in his hand and then like, don't come into my house. Which totally valid at that point, but. (laughs) Not even in the state. Yeah. Bingo. (laughs) And he was 17, right, at the time, or 18? Uh, I think he just turned 18. I but think it was, I think like, that whole did. thing, yeah. He just turned 18. Like, it's yeah. like, how did this 17 or 18-year-old he, just get a hold of He's going to college AR? next year. He's going to college next year, so he was either 17 or going to 18. Actually, no, I've heard reports about the college thing. Just to, like, well, well no, no, I'm saying he's college age. He's, he's like, he is college age. Yeah. He, yes. Apparently, he did lie about two of his schools. He said something about... Texas A&M, and they go, we never accepted you. That's hilarious. <laughs> he said the same thing about a different school, like, in the South, and they're like, we never accepted you into our school. What are you That's saying? very funny. But moving on from that, it's just, uh, I don't know what's going, like, so much stuff is going on in this country. It's just like, what, what the hell? <sighs> yeah. I was going to say, how you brought up a good point about how the rest of the world is, like, how we're, we're laughing stock right now. My parents, same reasons as your parents, they came here for the American dream, but the sad reality is that the American dream has become the American nightmare. That's... Yeah. That's 
Melbourne shootings. That's that's just what it is today. Like, it's yep. sad to know that we leave the world in shootings. And it's like, I'm thinking, like, back compared back to India, gun control and laws in India are far less, like, strict than they are here. And that's saying a lot, honestly. And I don't think there's, at, I don't, I don't, I've not heard of a school shooting in India to date. I don't really know if they happen. Or, don't quote me on that. But I don't think they're, like, I think it's once in a blue moon it happens in India. And it's just like, we've had what? 12 it like probably a lot more in the past like year 2021 yeah yeah and it's become very normal very very normal to hear gun violence and i think we keep saying the words like disappoint like i said disappointing a hundred times or we've said sad a bunch of times but that's like the simple reality of like what's been going on is it's just it sucks to see it Mm -hmm. and knowing that like while we do have power to control elections and who gets in our governor office like pa is having a governor run coming up very soon which is super critical because um, it's a borderline state it's borderline it's a swing state it's got pretty much abortion rights on the line here Mm because the governor gets final say um ben Shapiro already dropped he's gonna keep it so yeah so it's like it's hugely important but we can't control who's on the supreme court Mm -hmm. and you can't change the minds of people who are sadly like i don't want to be mean but they're delusional and they always talk about how like okay we need to improve mental health or hey what happened to uvaldi that was because the police force completely collapsed all that can be true but it doesn't take away from the fact that there's still a lot more work that we can do like on like a gun like on a gun control stance and still get to these other things i still like there's a bunch of what like the right and pro-life is arguing for a lot of these issues i 100 percent agree with that we need to get resources in these places um we need to educate um people of lower like economic status about the risks of having like unprotected sex like that's a big argument for a banning abortion hey we should educate more we should provide more reasons i'm all on board with that that's the thing yeah i'm I'm all i'm all on board with that but you but they're not providing funding there's no shot yeah there's no shot they would go out to those communities and no they would never safe sex so but no i mean that argument i don't find even like worth worth a like, damn yeah. well yeah i well i would say it's yeah. worth considering but i would i want to do that or in addition to keeping abortion <laughs> yeah well i wouldn't even i'm saying like i wouldn't even like hearing that like the people that are saying they don't want abortion and they want to educate people like say hearing i don't want to hear that argument from yes like, the, yeah i want to educate people argument from them because i don't think it's uh sincere or will like you know and it's it's the same thing with guns it's like what justin was saying where it's like oh well it's a mental health thing okay then why aren't you trying to fund like programs to help support people with mental health issues and it's like oh you have no money it's like that and it's just like it's why can't we why can't we fix the mental health issue and restrict guns like there's both things can happen and be true at the same time we do have a mental health crisis in america and we do have a gun crisis in america like let's fix them both like, yeah, I not, think I know for well, a fact that we have we have the budget to do this. It's just a matter of reallocating certain I funds, think, certain things. Well, yeah, I think honestly, at this point, um, I think it's really just showing that we've come to a point in this country where it is no longer by and for the people. Because uh, I think what was it, sixty three percent of people disagreed with Roe v. Wade being overturned, yeah. or it was like well, I forget what the poll was exactly, but uh, that is uh, a huge majority. 
because um, normally these things are like 49.51, like incredibly close. That is a 13% difference. That is a huge majority of people who disagree with that. Um, and it is really disheartening to see um, because I actually have wrote a couple papers on the bipartisan system in the United States, and it is fundamentally destroying everything that this country could and should stand for. Um, because one of the main issues, uh, was that, especially with, uh, Roe v. Wade was that, uh, it actually could have been, I think it was either ratified or something to like basically bolster it. So it couldn't just immediately be overturned. Um, but the democratic party, uh, basically refused uh, to do that because they just used it in their campaigns to say, oh, we're going to do this. And then they, once they got elected, they never did it. So they just like kept going. So then people were thinking, oh, well, we're going to like help. We're going to change. And then it's slowly now we're seeing it's, oh, they were just using it to get into power. They don't actually give a single damn about the people. So that's, I think, where we really are in this country where it's like, hey, neither party cares about what you think. They're just here to rule over you. So I don't know what we should do at this point, but um, I do know what our founding fathers would say. Um, and I'm going to leave that up to interpretation because I'm not going to put that on air. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, and also got the, it. Well, um, two things. One, um, there's not going to be that mental health like assistance if there's also oh. not going to be. No. Like, I would assume you, you would probably need some form of health care. I'm assuming there's not going to be any universal health well, there's the group, the, the group of people that would are advocating for the um, pro-Second Amendment, pro-education. I don't know if they would then be advocating for um, universal health care. They don't. No, they don't. Because that typically, those two, those three typically don't, you know. Go together. So well, they might not go together for a political party. They might go together for a normal human being. Yes, but... that's the, that's that's the fundamental problem. The group of people. Exactly. Yeah, but the the issue is that the like there's a a large group of people that will be saying this, that, and third about you know education, you know, unsafe sex, and this, that, and third, but they're not okay. If you're gonna want to like. Uh, in place like ways to help out people like education um like help people with like mental health issues okay what happens if they don't have health insurance are you going to pay for their bills probably not there's no universal health care so i don't think that's going to work and then peter i uh, when was that um what were you when you were talking about with the democrats also not um like helping uh, I actually saw a Look. clip from when Obama was running for president that he said Roe v. Wade was one of his priorities. Uh, I don't exactly remember. You could probably find the clip somewhere because somebody cut it together. And then once he was elected, he said, like, Roe v. Wade is not one of my priorities. Um, I forget exactly what the context of each of them were, but that's someone just kind of put together, like, yeah, when he was running, he used that as a running point. And then the second he's elected, it's like, oh, well, we're not really going to change anything because that would affect my power. So it, people do it all the time. It's mm -hmm. and we live in a government where a lot of things don't happen. Like you can you can go on whatever platform you want. A lot of what you advocate for 
doesn't happen. Like we got to remember, like what got to the like this was a like a law that got brought to the Supreme Court. A lot of things that we need to pass, like giving more money for healthcare or like changing healthcare plans, like that's all through the Senate and House of Rep- uh, Representatives, which is completely like, a super split. So nothing like ever gets through, mm-hmm. and that's why nothing ever happens. That's why people can run on platforms and not get things done. Um. So yeah, it's just not a great system and i think a lot of people would like it changed but a lot of people know it's especially like the republicans if that voting system gets changed it's gonna hurt them because every like i I can't tell you how many a lot of popular elections have been on the democrat side for a while and that's scary for that other side so again they would never 75 percent of the senate would not agree on something because they don't they know that they're not voting based on what they think they're voting based on what their party says and and this is what you were saying peter it's like there's no reason that a rational human being can be like okay i want to be pro-life and i want to restrict gun access and i'm for health care for all they can't say that because there's no there's no politician running on that platform because there's not a space for them Mm -hmm. i'm someone who like has a lot of like I guess I don't believe them to be like left views of like being like pro-choice and like gun restrictions. Like that, I don't, fe- I don't feel like that should be like a political conversation. I feel like it should just be like a human rights thing, but like, as like, I don't always hold a ton of like super left socialist views or anything, but it's like, but I have to pick a party because if you don't pick a party, you don't get the things you care about. There's exactly. not one, there's not one candidate who's I'm like, mm-hmm. there's never a candidate. I'm like, He's exactly who I think should be in office. He has, he shares all my views. This is great. I should vote for him because there's only two candidates that make it through. And, yep. and the other two, the independent parties, irrelevant. Just, they're irrelevant. They do. They have no power whatsoever. And yeah. They will never get a foothold because of how much people lobby both of the parties. And they just have so much business in their pockets mm-hmm. that they aren't allowed to use they absolutely do nancy pelosi made millions off of um, i think i told i think i told some people about this nancy me. pelosi's husband is like a stockbroker or something oh and he invested an ass load of money into a tech company and then like the next day the u.s government uh passed i think it was like congress passed something uh to then invest in that exact company and they made like millions of dollars off of it so it's like oh that's cool yep they're just, that's just insider trading, but I guess we can't do anything about it. So, exactly. I don't even think there is a lesser at this point. I think it's just evil or evil. It's which flavor yeah, you want. Exactly. I, just, I can't, like, I feel like centrist views just being like, I want humans to live is now like, it's not a party. You, you that means you that. Need, it means you need to go like, it means you either need, you need to choose right or left. Yep. And it just, it sucks because. Why can't we just choose protecting humans by making sure people are safe with abortions and restricting guns? And those are the two hot topics now. But you can go this way for hundreds and thousands of issues. Um, and we've already talked about, like, the prayer in school where it's just like, I don't know, you know what the hell that is doing there. Like, I, It's separation the, of church and state. Exactly. Like, if it's a public school, like, you can't – it's all right in a private school because, like, if it is a that's private, the point of private school, school. that's a that's private the point. school, they are, they are fully allowed to do that. <laughs> under the constitution, freedom of religion. But then if it's a public school run by a state government or even the federal government, it's separation of church and state. I don't, I don't understand at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, baffling. For the Jersey heads, I don't know if it's the same in Louisiana, Jacob, but do you remember getting your 17 or 18 year old license and you're filling out the little like scanner, like the little uh, thing where you pay for everything? It's like you're going through the options. I vividly remember having to select if I was a Republican yep. or a Democrat. And Nothing like, in between. No, no, I don't want to pick. No, that no independent yeah, option. It was just it's one or the other. Pick one. Yep. And ever since then, I was like, huh, I wonder what that ever did. I got a Democrat primary in my mail. I'm like, yeah. oh, so that's what that did. Literally. So I'm just like, so what? I'm like, why did they make us choose? And I'm like, it's not being put on our license. I don't think it's on my license. And yeah, it's not. It's and just it's like, like they're. It's just, like, they just need to know what the two options you have. You get one of them. Exactly. Yes. And uh, yeah. last time I checked, I thought which, this is the country where we're supposed to have an option. What? No, which, the worst part about this, Raj, <laughs> is you can you can register to vote as an independent Democrat or Republican, and then you can't vote in that person's primary. Yep. So like, I'm registered as an independent, so I can't vote in either primaries. Mm-hmm. But then they make you choose for your license one or the other. Yep. So, like, like that makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> it literally doesn't. Like, I've been an independent for the longest time, and, like, with my political views on everything, and when I had to pick, I was like... You have two <laughs> options. That's it. That's like, it. I'll, I'll flat out say this. Socially, I lean more left. Left, yeah. That's liberal, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Socially, <laughs> socially I lean more left. Economically, I lean more right. So I just take, like, an independent stance on those things. And it's like, the fact that I had to pick, it's like... I don't know which one to choose because it's like, again, like what Peter said, what's the difference? Honestly, it's like, ugh, I hate this two party system. And I, we might be winding it down, but um, I just wanted to say that in George Washington's farewell address, he did say, don't do this. Factions are bad. We mm-hmm. really should have listened to him. <sighs> uh, does anyone else have clothing? closing thoughts before we head out because I want to make sure I get everyone like their last opportunity to speak because I know we're talking about a lot of heavy opinionated topics here. Not a closing thought but more of a plea. Uh, midterm elections are coming up. Please go out and vote because we're the generation that's going to get affected by all this. Let's try to make somewhat of a difference no matter how small your voice is for anyone who's voting in Jersey. I know it kind of seems insignificant but just everybody, still, just still do it anyway. Vote. Better safe than sorry. Go out and vote in November. Thank you, Phil. And taking a, taking a stance, not beating around the bush like mm-hmm. state. Like they said, as soon as and I came out, that up. we are not not changing anything. And mm-hmm. grateful to live in a state like Jersey. Well, be I don't really live there anymore, I guess. But like <laughs> grateful to be my residence to be in New Jersey and have someone support it. But unfortunately, there are a lot of other states that can't say the same. Um, as we as we close down, close out and wind down. Um. If you're listening and you've made it this far, thank you. Um, obviously, like this is a lot of to- topic. We're not trying to divide people. We're trying just to take everything give ours... we say with a grain of salt. Yeah, okay? we're not. We are we're not. We did not, not the final to... say on anything. This is our opinions, and everyone's <laughs> not... allowed to have different opinions. Yes, yeah. just we did not go to. We did not go to law school. Yeah, uh, none of us are law students. None of our like history majors or you're a history minor guy. I am. I am a history minor. <laughs> uh, um, but. Like I said, this is just our opinions on matters, but we do we do find it important to talk about what we what we view as injustices injustices going on currently, and I think that's kind of where we land is not really as much politics, but we just find these human rights issues. So, with that said, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. 
drop a like, share the word. I mean, we definitely want our word to be out there. Um, so yes. any bit helps. Please interact. Uh, We're probably going to post this. Please drop your thoughts on everything. We will definitely respond and we'll, we'll definitely be active with this topic, especially. For sure. I guess, like Raj said, drop a like and we will see you guys next time on the Washed Athlete Podcast. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks. Go vote. Go Kenny Pickett.